Hello and welcome to the... I put a little extra punch in that, Hallie. Yeah, you did. Uh, welcome to the Red Mountain Community Church podcast, where you can hear conversations with the people of Red Mountain Community Church as we figure out pursuing Jesus together. Each episode highlights what God is doing in someone's life or a specific theme in light of what God has revealed in the Bible. I'm Peter Franson from Spirit Blade Productions and your fellow seat warmer at Red Mountain Community Church. My co-host today is Hallie Carl, our pastor of women's ministry. Yes. Hallie, how you doing? Good. How are you? Good. Is this is this like we're as we record this, Thanksgiving's about a week mm, and a half out and yeah. then Christmas after that. Yeah. Is and I know that the 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 women's ministry always has like at least one big thing going yeah. on. Is this like a a time of the year that's like stressful or uh, exciting or like, tell me like the, the mix yes. of emotions. Yes. Yes. Yeah. All, all of those things. <laughs> yeah, it is. Uh, we are having our uh, women's Christmas program yes. on December Don't I say 3rd. dinner again? I'm sorry. Um, I, I don't know. We have did. kind of, we're calling it like a swear jar, but we're not swearing. It's just, if we say <laughs> dinner, we have to like, <laughs> now I'm just teasing, but we catch each other all the time. Uh, because it is a different event than yeah. than the women's Christmas dinner was, sure. um, but we it's still a lot of planning and logistics. And so, yes, November is very busy for Janetta and I. Janetta is the administrative assistant for women's okay. ministry. So, um, and personally, for me, I have a birthday in November, and my son Isaiah has a birthday oh. in November. So then, adding to uh, Thanksgiving and all of that, it's just a busy month for us. And so, yeah, yeah, stressful. And we also just lost Lee's mom. So Mm. we had her service on Saturday. So it's just an interesting November for us this year. Mm. Uh, Lots of feelings of, of, Really good things, but a lot of really hard things too. Yeah. So, um, so yes, the answer to your question is yes. Stress, uh, joy, excitement, uh, all of it. That's a Mm. lot of, lot of life. Packed yeah. into a tight ball. It really, yeah. It's very yeah. dense, densely yeah. packed. That's life. probably why my neck hurts so bad. <laughs> oh, no. A tightly wound ball is sitting uh. right in my shoulders. No, I'm just. <laughs> 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 no, I, God is so faithful, and He works so intricately hmm. in all of the planning steps, even the doors that get shut. I always get excited when a door gets shut because I think that's something he doesn't want us to do, mm. and he's opening up something else. At and least so, it's clear. Yes. You get a sense of clarity. Yes. Okay. <laughs> yes. And I just love holding it, uh, the event, with open hands and saying, okay, mm. what do you what do you want? What do you want the mm. women to experience when they come? So, mm. yeah, it'll mm. be cool. Well- I'll tell you something that you're about to experience whether you want it or not. Oh, okay. Here we go. And that is what is apparently an irresistible question. This is, uh, um, I guess, last time was we I asked a question to my co-host that was under the category of, I didn't know these were called irresistible questions. I don't okay. know why Arian's getting these. Okay. But apparently this oh, is- Oh, is this one of those weird yeah, like, things well, I, I have guess. to she pick said, between? She said this, this time the irresistible question is, and it's like, oh, irresistible. Okay. okay. We, got, we got a name All for right. it All right. So, irresistible. Um. What is the one fact that you know that makes other people say, oh. how in the world do you know that? Yeah. Hmm. I saw this on social media for our church, and oh, okay. I was like, do I know anything that, that other people don't know? I really, I, <laughs> I, I'm not sure that I do. I bet you do. <laughs> oh, I can, oh, I can think of something, at least a category okay. that, like, for you. It's okay. got to be baking something or oh, other, right? Oh, well, sure, sure. Yeah, Okay. 
Um, <laughs> oh, Peter, I should have thought about this one before. I'm oh, sorry. I didn't. Well, I'm not supposed to. No, I, don't think I'm I know to tell you're not. You. You're not supposed because because you, you like to see the pastors squirm a little bit. You okay, know. okay, that feels that feels right. Um, okay, a fact about baking that people might not know that I know. Um, if you are making um. A pasta dough. Yeah. Um, you're gonna need that dough until you can push need it to what? <laughs> <laughs> Not N E E need N E E D need right. with the K where you're okay, like kneading gotcha. yeah, dough yeah. with yeah, your yeah. hands. Okay. <laughs> and you need it until if you push it in with your finger and it bounces back, that's when you know that that it's ready. Oh. So, um, and that's really with almost every bread dough or anything. Okay. You know you're done kneading. Um, a lot of people do what's called the window pane test uh, for bread. So they'll lift up their bread dough, and if they can pull it apart and kind of see through it without it breaking, mm. it's ready. But I just tend to use my finger, and if I press an indent and it bounces back, it's ready to go. Okay. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah, actually, now that I'm talking about baking, I could give you, like, a lot of different. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so thank you for helping me because yeah. I do know a lot of probably useless things for most people that are interesting to me. I don't even <laughs> think very often about the fact that pasta comes from a dough. I oh, thought it just kind of yeah. came from, like, a, is there, not like, a pasta tree or something? No. <laughs> yeah, it's a semolina flour, so it's yeah. different than, like, a bread dough. And yeah. And then there's egg in it. Um, and when you when you mix it up, it's a much more coarse feeling dough than like bread dough because mm. semolina is kind of feels like cornmeal. Okay. Have you ever felt cornmeal no. or made like cornbread? Okay. No. All right. So maybe someone out it. there they, knows what the, I'm talking the, about. The, you know the jiffy box. <laughs> yeah. That's oh, what I okay. Yeah. yeah. No, that doesn't <laughs> exist in our house. Um, but then you have to rest that dough before you, for, for pasta. Okay. Just to rest it like about a half hour before you can roll it out and use your pasta cutter and cut it. And then you hang it on a little pasta tree and it dries a little bit. And then you just... Barely boil it for a couple minutes, and man, you are rewarded for your hard work. Wow. It's amazing. Okay. Yeah. Sometime we'll have you and Holly over, and I'll make homemade pasta <laughs> and fresh bread. <laughs> I think Hollywood. Lots of carbs. I think Hollywood enjoy watching that. Um, you know, we watch uh, Holly and the boys um, when we have Netflix. I get it now uh-huh. and then to do reviews, oh, yeah. and sh- and whenever I have it. They'll uh, binge some of that British baking show. Oh, Great that British you Baking Show is and the so, best. And you talk so since we since you mm-hmm. brought it up on the show mm-hmm. months or years ago, whenever that yeah. was, I have now seen at least one episode. I'm Excellent. Going, well, sat through, I should say, because yeah. I will have my little PlayStation Vita and I'll play sure. video games sitting next to Holly. Yes. While she enjoys it. Yeah. And I'll kind of make my little snarky remarks uh-huh. now and then as I'm, you know, yeah. saving the galaxy. Absolutely. You know? but, oh, uh, for sure. We need you to do that. But I see some of the, I see some of the appeal. Um, yeah. It's just not a good thing for me to watch when I'm trying to avoid carbs. Oh, see, I never avoid carbs, so oh. it's great for me. I yeah. wouldn't have guessed that. <laughs> I seriously wouldn't have. Man, you make me a little bit sick. I love carbs so much. (laughs) It's basically my love language, that and books. (laughs) I think for me, um, on this question, Mm, uh, what's the one fact you know that makes other people say, how in the world do you know that? Mm. I mean, it's like... It's like like you. You kind of realized, oh, there's actually kind of a ton of stuff. Yeah. There's a ton... Like, just because I'm a huge dork for, like, video games and nerdy stuff. So there's, there's so much that I actually have to be careful... Like when I, when I strike up a conversation, like somebody maybe sure. has seen 
a Marvel movie because everybody's mm-hmm. seen the Marvel mm-hmm. movies. And so I can connect with them on some level there, but I have to be careful that I don't go too deep. Because oh, I, cause I yeah. start getting out the nerd hat and mm. like, well, if you want to talk about superheroes, yeah. I can really go in. Yes. So I got to watch for like the eyes glazing over. Yes. Um, I would say probably about like half of my knowledge easily would be things that people would say, oh my gosh, how in the world do you know yeah. that? So, yeah. yeah. Um, are you a Star Wars fan? That's a complicated question. Okay. Uh, I would say that I I love the world that George Lucas created. Okay. I don't particularly have any strong affection today. Okay. Compared to when I was a kid. Today for the core movies themselves. Okay. But I have uh, definitely enjoyed that world and would just like different types of stories to be okay. told in that world. Okay. That's way okay. more than you want to see. You're, I, congratulations. Thank you for not glazing over. Oh, I, we, you're a pastor, no, so you're a good I listener. Have, I have, <laughs> we have massive Marvel and um, Star Wars stuff in our house so our both our boys but isaiah especially is like a massive geek so you Mm. can talk to him about marvel and he will understand everything you say yeah he will know all the alternate universes and all of the stuff nice and then star wars i was gonna like say some geeky things to you that Mm -hmm. you might get but maybe you want i might or might not the the minutia i don't really of star wars i i don't dig into as much. I'm, oh, I'm much more of a Farscape guy. I know guy. some minutia there. Oh, I bet you do. Mm-hmm, you do. learn it from uh, pop culture nerd osmosis. Mm, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I love it. <laughs> I love it. All right. Well, on a totally unrelated topic, mm. um, we, uh, oh wait, no. Here, what's this in the script? Apparently you can message us on Instagram or Facebook with suggestions for fun things that we could uh, do or talk about before the interview. So if you didn't mm. like this, yeah. Then let's see you it's, do a better job. I was going to say, me, it's your fault if you didn't like it. <laughs> yeah, said, give us something good. Said, yeah, give us your stuff to talk about. You did say do or talk about. What do you mean do? Did I say, oh, yeah. Yeah, I was like, what script. could we possibly we do, do in the podcast? Send us your challenges. <laughs> <laughs> oh, crap. Ow, dang. I just totally banged my head. I threw back my head in joyous laughter. And that's how I was rewarded. Getting flocked. On the head by the corner of a <laughs> of a IKEA bookshelf. Dang it! Ugh. Poor Peter, are you okay? And I'm sorry for you, gentle souls that heard me say crap and and clutched your pearls because I know it's a church podcast. So anyway, I'm just gonna keep laughing over right. here. Uh, but <laughs> coming up next <laughs> is a sweet woman who you would never even mm. hear a mild word like no, crap from. and she wouldn't laugh at you when you hurt yourself like me. No, she yeah, is, she, she's a she's much, much nicer. Soul. <laughs> but that's Carolyn Walker. We had a great conversation with her mm. about just like uh, just a, just a, just a little a few nuggets yeah. of the rich life that she has lived. Uh, so here's that conversa- conversation to share with you now. Well, Carolyn, thank you so much for taking time out to talk with us. I've really been looking forward to this. I want to start by just kind of getting a snapshot of uh, who you are, kind of the stage of life that you're in, and your family. Okay. Well, I have five children. My son is a pastor in California. Okay. My daughter, my oldest child, is who I live with now. Her name is Joyce. And then um, John was next. And then I had Becky. Becky lives with Joyce and I as well. And then I had twin girls, Jean and Joan. Okay. 
and they're my youngest children, and they're already 67 years old. Okay. <laughs> so. And um, your husband's no longer living? Oh, no. He passed away about 13 years ago. 13 years ago. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. So I've been a widow. Yeah. And you said before we started recording that you uh, you came to our church not long ago, like it was mm-hmm. just a, just months ago. Is that yes, right? that's true. We were only about a couple of months. Yeah. I went through the class with Hallie. Yeah. Oh, okay. Which was really special. What yeah. class was that? That was our precepts on the book of James. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Amazing. Yeah. All right. Carolyn was awesome in there. It's really cool to have the long life experience mm. and hear such wisdom mm. uh, on just the, the truths and principles of, of James. So mm. it was great to have her in there. It was good for me to be good. <laughs> so, so rewind backward in that life and tell me when you came to faith in Jesus and just sort of how that came about. We attended a little church. We've always gone to church. I have a huge, wonderful heritage in my mm. in my life for our Christianity. And um, I was eight years old when I decided to at the altar call. Then the altar calls were you walked forward and mm-hmm. sat and knelt at the altar, which mm. I didn't. I was eight years old, mm. and the journey has been marvelous mm. from eight till now. Wow. <laughs> So just kind of like uh, virtually all your memories are as a, as a believer, it sounds mm. like. Yes. Yeah. Yes. That's amazing. Yeah, that, yeah that, is, that mm-hmm. is wonderful. Um, I remember uh, someone once feeling like uh, for a while they used to, they used to think that um, if you don't have this great, amazing, like, aha moment when you right. became a believer, that it's like kind of disappointing. But then... Yeah. They had their own kind of aha moment about that and thought, how dare I think any less mm-hmm. of having become a believer since my earliest memories right. because of all that I am spared of yeah. in life and all the, the richness mm-hmm. that I'm blessed with as a result of being raised in that kind of yeah. home. So very so. true. So true. Um, so how did you become we we established that you just moved here a few months ago how did you specifically get connected at red mountain red mountain community church we had been looking since joyce lived here a long time but she had just moved to this home where i'm now and she's we i i don't like to miss church mm. and so we began to search every sunday we would go someplace we'd look on our phones and mm-hmm. get an idea and we visited one that was really nice, but they were getting ready to build a big church. Okay. And I came from a big church, and I don't care for that. Mm. It's mm. too hard to get acquainted. So mm. um, then we visited another, and then another. I We visited probably five or six. And we were going down the list of the churches, mm-hmm. and on the phone, they're listed. Uh-huh. And we said, let's try Red Mountain. So we tried Red Mountain, and... His sermon was so special because he talked about Jesus. Mm. Lots of places don't talk about Jesus enough to suit me. Mm. That's my, the, right. Anything that leads you about Jesus is what I want to hear. Mm. I, I know there's vast subjects around him, but it's still important to have him as the center. And so, of course, that happened. It was We enjoyed the pastor. I joined the three of us, my two daughters and I, Went to the pastor's meeting, oh, nice. and uh, that was so special. And to meet Sarah, who mm-hmm. I was also in class with, yes. mm. she's a delight, and I call her my 
my Sharon because I have a Sharon great a granddaughter Sharon. Okay. So she's, she's she would be my granddaughter here. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> That's sweet. She's she's a very sweet lady. Yes. Mm. And so we really enjoyed meeting the pastor at an ice cream social, you know, with the, some of the other people in the church. Yeah. So that was interesting, but I've really really enjoyed this the sermons mm. and the fellowship. Um, I enjoyed Sunday, not this Sunday, but the Sunday before mm-hmm. a, a pastor stepped in for him. Oh, yeah. Oh, mm-hmm. well, that was with Alan, right? Yeah. It was Alan. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And he's, it was just like a, a gift from God because my daughter has, one of my daughters is extremely diabetic and mm. pretty advanced. Okay. And we're, Anxious to have her go at because that is his subject. He, yes. you know, it was so oh. obvious during his yeah. sermon. Wow. Uh-huh. He talked a lot about yeah um, that disease. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and so and then we found out that this wonderful doctor, uh huh, and he's a PA in yeah. that office. So yes. we're going, we're making efforts to get her up an appointment with oh, them. Wow. That's so wonderful. The, that's the story of. Red Mountain. Mm. When we the first visit, we said this is this church. Mm. We were looking for where God wanted us. Mm. That's the most important thing, and that's yep. where he, I felt he. This was where we were directed. Yeah, I want to. I want to hear about your husband. You said he mm. passed away uh, thirteen years ago. Yes. Um, so how how did you meet him, and when uh, about was that? Well, Johnny, I didn't know this at the time, but. When I met him, it was in a four-square church in Ventura. Okay. And his brother was a pastor and a missionary and was there at that church. And so I met Johnny that way. Okay. And uh, he engaged my girlfriend, and she broke up with him. So then I was there. (laughs) 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 Um, He was 24, and I was... 17. Okay. So, but it worked out just fine. We went together for six months and, and got married. When about was that? Boom. Um, in 47. Okay. 1947. Okay. Mm-hmm. He had been a, a prisoner of the Japanese for three and a half years. Oh. He was in the Philippines, actually. You have to go back. The Philippine Islands was where Johnny was taken or sent. Okay. And that would have been before you even knew mm-hmm. him? Oh, yes. Okay. Yes. And I know his history because I've Lived it, but <laughs> yeah. Um, his he um, spent well. He fought for maybe six months or so before the Japanese took over, captured them. Okay. He was on the Bataan Death March, which is about a sixty-mile march through the desert heat of the Philippines. Mm. So they ended up with no clothes, no mm. shoes, because mm-hmm. they walked them off. It's so hot, wow. and so. He spent then three and a half years in different, different places. They li- they were down to sixty five pounds. The Japanese fed them a rice ball a day, about the size of a softball. Mm. That was their their main menu for the day each day, and they were they worked from morning till night, mm-hmm. wherever he went. He built churches. Uh, he built um, bridges and whatever, and they were. 65 pounds, they all looked like skeletons. Mm. And there were hundreds of them that were captured in that march, and 70,000 died. But he didn't. He was yeah. determined he was going to live. They weren't going to beat him. 
he he used to say he developed hate because he mm. if if he hated them enough he would stay alive. Mm. And so he did develop that hate, mm. but that's part of our story mm. because that hate continued for fifty years, mm-hmm. mm. even through our marriage. We didn't even know we were not even aware of this going on, but that was an actual fact. We we mm. hated the Japanese. Mm. Well, the Jap in all war, it's not fair to hate the people. Mm. <laughs> they don't want the war at all. Mm-hmm. Yeah, just like we don't. Right, but. Um, that is what happened. Mm. And so then God touched our hearts and said, no more hate. Mm. But he, so we were called then to, we joined YWAM. You know what? Can I, I actually want to go back to that moment. <laughs> okay. When, when you talk about God touching your heart yeah. and saying no more hate, can you kind of like expand on that a little bit? <laughs> yes. Um, when we went, we were called to Japan. That's part of the where the hate was. A, it was called there at home, and then we realized that we needed to do something. So we joined YWAM, which is Youth with a Mission. Okay. For adult mission for uh, we're called Mission Builders. Okay. And so, um, in that calling, we went to YWAM in Hawaii, and found out about the program in Japan. Okay. And so when we were signed up and we were called to Japan to begin building churches and to get rid, he thought we were going to find the Japanese people to say they were sorry. Mm-hmm. And God said, as we were just arrived there and were sleeping, they had little twin beds and that's where we stayed until we were sent out to build churches. And in the night, the Holy Spirit wakened me and said, this is not what Johnny's going to do. Johnny's going to say he's sorry for the years of hate. Wow. Well, I woke him up and I said, Johnny, the Holy Spirit just told me that you're going to have to say you're sorry. And he says, no way. <laughs> and went back to sleep. Yeah. <laughs> well, backwards. the Holy Spirit yeah. now <laughs> said, you will either do what I ask. If you can't forgive, I can't forgive. Mm. That's scriptural. Mm. That's a little scary. <laughs> but we are demanded to forgive. Mm. And so he said, God's, his message was, if you can't say you can forgive, I can't, I can't do anymore. Mm. You're going to have to say that you're sorry. And he says, okay, if that's the way you put it. That's what I will do. Mm. And so for the four times we went back, that is, was our goal was to say we were sorry for Mm. the years of hate for those precious people. Mm. We learned to love the Japanese. Mm. Um, Even he learned to love the Japanese Mm. people because they aren't the war. Mm -hmm. They're people that need Jesus. Yeah. Percentage in Japan is 1% for Christians. Mm. Mm. It's such a dark, dark place. Yeah. Satan has total control mm. of, of that nation. So we pray mm. that the Holy Spirit will open that up and allow the people to know the truth. Mm. Mm. Wow. So you said it was about uh, 50 years after he'd been in the war. 
So what's yes. the math on that? Is it the 90s sometimes? Oh, was... don't look at me for math, Peter. <laughs> 91 was our first trip 91. Over. Wow. Okay, that was lucky. I got really lucky. You, you did. Way to go. Um, <laughs> wow. So that so it, it must have had just... I, I'm so interested in this because, I mean, mm-hmm. for I think a lot of us... Uh, the 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 period of World War II and even in the the years following that, it's almost like fiction mm. to to all of us that are younger because it's these are just stories we've heard we've seen attempts to recreate yeah. these things in movies and yeah. stuff and so it all just kind of blends into that category in our minds mm-hmm. of kind of almost fiction and like for me my context for Japan most of my life I'm a big fan of video games and Japan makes a ton of mm-hmm. uh, video games that I've enjoyed. And so that's kind of my context for Japan. But <laughs> to hear that you guys visited there and in the 90s when they were making some of my favorite video games, <laughs> you know, you were having, you mm. were, you guys were in nine, the 1940s, you know, e- even as you were visiting in the 90s, that was like yeah. this, that was the history, that was the context for you. Yes. So it's mm. really just uh, really interesting to hear and, and amazing how God worked in that situation. I cannot, he would have to do the same thing to me. Yeah. I, I cannot, I can't fathom that. I can't yeah. fathom that. Um, so I, I want to hear from you about what it was personally like for you to be living during World War II. Now, it sounds like this would have been before you met your husband. It was. Um, but you were still, you know, in America, I assume during that time, oh, yes. and and just kind of like the the closest mm-hmm. we've come to anything like that would be uh, like nine eleven and the the aftermath. But that right. that doesn't strike me as coming even close. No, to very close. different. So it tell was, me about what it was like. I was young. I was sixteen when the war ended. Okay. So during that time, I longed to roll, do something for the war effort, mm. <laughs> and I was too young. They didn't oh, let okay. us kids do anything. Mm. <laughs> and so, um, hmm. but we, I lived in Ventura, and so that is on the coast. Okay. And actually, Japan came yes. over and um, one time with the submarine, and, yeah. and there was um, an attack on an oil. They didn't, didn't get it. They were unsuccessful. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But right, just... Um, it was in Goleta, which is just about 25 or 30 miles from Yeah. Ventura. Oh, my gosh. And um, we, so we had all of our lights had to be blackened, the yep. street lights, and all of our windows and lights facing the ocean were black. Mm. Yeah. And so, and then we had air raid um, where we were like taught drills. how to hide. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. And um, so we really were aware of the war, even mm. though... We were so young, yeah, um, and would ride. We they'd ring the the siren. Did siren would go yeah. for our tests, and we would be in the church and we'd run and hide under the mm-hmm. stairs and things because you didn't know if it was real or not. Yeah, right. so I have that that experience. Mm. A lot of people in America would not have done that, but because we were on the coast oh. like that, yeah, uh, we were quite aware. Mm-hmm. Yeah, did were you? Um, were you uh, aware enough at that age that you had a fear that anticipated death and that possibility, that very real possibility? No. No, I don't okay. think so. Okay. No, no it, it, all of it almost was like a game mm. to, to us. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So it, 
uh, it wasn't a game, and it, yeah. and and we had the classes in in school. The kids had to climb under their te- under their desks, and we all had a a rule of what if what if had this happened. Yeah, and mm. so it was it was very real. Yeah, mm. but it sounds like to at least some degree, your mindset you were you were protected a bit from a fully uh, a full depth of awareness yes. of mm. the potential consequences yes. of the war at that time. Yeah, oh. I did not live in fear, and I mm. refuse to live in any kind of fear because I think it's wrong. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, I, oh, I do sorry. too, and, <laughs> and yet <laughs> I am fearful about so many things. Yeah, are you? No. Yeah, I'm will, just a worrier. I, yeah. I will mm. not entertain fear, mm. not mm. at all. Mm. Those are the kinds of nuggets that she just like, truth bomb out during yeah. you know bible study and you're like wow well to not have fear yeah. and to have that be a choice you've made through so many of the experiences and and all of the loss that you've endured in your life it's a phenomenal um display of faith is yeah. what it is i have i lost my brother mm-hmm. both of my sisters of course my mom and dad but they were older well, Daddy was fifty-four. Oh, <laughs> he wasn't older. That's very young. Of cancer. Mm. Yeah. My aunt was thirty-three when she died of cancer. Mm. People that I was close to; those are people that. And then I've lost uh, my my brother had cancer. My daddy had cancer. Um. So that's an ugly word. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's, a, it's an ugly, ugly disease. Yes. You've. Uh, I'd like you to to school me a little bit because you've you've been through so much, um, and and you talk about refusing to fear. What are mm-hmm. some just um, some things you've done or choices you've made, either actions you've taken or places you've taken your mind in your battle against fear? What does that What does that look like? Ooh. I'm not even sure because I simply will not entertain it. Mm. Well, that in itself is is instructive. That that, yeah. uh, that you so you you just move your mind to a different thought or I, I I'm not afraid. Mm. Mm. I'm I'm not I'm not afraid. Mm. Um, it doesn't matter what is thrown to me. Mm. I'll I'll deal with whatever I have to deal mm. with, but I will not fear it. Wow, that is a gift. That is a yeah. gift. And, and it comes from the God. Mm. Yeah, that's right, because it tells us that God did not give us a spirit of fear. He did not. And I think that's, that's instructive, too, just to be thinking about the fact that when, how many times Jesus would instruct uh, to not fear or fear not, and then, and actually that's the whole Bible, but mm-hmm. um, to know that that doesn't come from him, that when we feel fear, so... Um, whether it's from the enemy or our own flesh, it's it's one of the many thoughts that we can take captive and make obedient to Him. Um, not saying that's easy, because I fear a lot too, Peter. <laughs> you and I are in good company. We both want to be like Carolyn when we grow up. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so with, gosh, okay, so this is a very broad question, so you can answer it however you want. I'm just, because there's so many different things in your life that if we had more time, we could just drill down and unpack, mm. you know, and make a whole episode Any about time. any one of those things. <laughs> but I guess speaking broadly with all the things that you've been through that, that specifically you've kind of shared or touched on in our time, um, how would you say that your faith has been 
shaped or impacted by some of those really hard things that you've gone through? What, what's been the result that God has left in your character and in how you are shaped now? Probably one of the hardest things I can, I can share, one of the hard things. Um, I had a baby that only lived 12 hours. He was a full-term baby. Mm. And his name is Johnny Marvin. Mm. And he only he only lived 12 hours, so he was a precious little child that looked exactly like his daddy. Mm. And his namesake, too. Yes. Yeah. And so that was a really hard time, and I think I shared it yeah. class about going to a church that we were attending at the time, <sighs> and the, a lady wanted to know where the baby was, and I said, so God took him home. And she says, oh, what did you do? <laughs> oh, my God. Uh-huh. <laughs> what? Um, yeah. And so it was like I was slapped in the face, and it was yeah. really hard. I graciously didn't say anything to her. <laughs> mm. um, I, I've evaluated that on my, on my own, mm. and no, I found nothing. That was God's choice that this was his child. Mm. And um, it wasn't a punishment to me at all. So that was good, but that's but I have been thankful for that experience mm-hmm. because it says in the Bible that where your treasures are, mm. that's where you're going to want to go. And I believe that that, that fact that the baby was taken to heaven um, changed my life mm. because... Who knows what I would have been or who I would have been? I can't know that. Mm. But as a result of that, my focus has always been, I will do nothing that would deter me from going to heaven. Mm. So my life has been directed to walk towards heaven Mm. all my life. Mm. Now, that does not mean that I have been a perfect person and walked alone. Sure, sure. (laughs) There's been all through my life, Different, different things where you learn another lesson. Mm. Mm. But always in a lesson, you can learn. Mm. Mm-hmm. And so that's what I search for in any kind of difficulty. What can I learn now from this? Because the Holy Spirit will show you something. Mm. Mm-hmm. He's very faithful. Mm. Yeah. Well, Carolyn, I'm so glad to have met you, and I'm so glad that you are here and part of our family now, and uh, thank you so much for taking time to share with us. Yes. You're welcome. It was my pleasure. Wish I could talk more about Johnny. (laughs) (laughs) He was my life, and and he had so much, so much that he gave. Well, let's let's close our time with hearing a little bit about Johnny then. What, what, uh, um, What were a couple things that were just really special that, about him that come to mind. Yeah. Um, oh, he was so loving mm. and such a wonderful daddy to all of his children. Mm. all adored their dad. And so he was just a, a mighty prayer warrior. Mm. Mm. Um, he loved God with all of his heart. Um, and it was so evident in his life. So... Um, I think that's 
probably says it all. Yeah. He was just such a good person. Mm. People loved to hear him pray. Mm. So we had a wonderful life. Mm. 62 years of wonderful. Mm. <laughs> mm. Well, I'll look forward to meeting him. Yeah. yeah, you will one of these days. He's up there taking care of our baby right now. Mm. Right. Mm. Well, thank you again, mm. Carolyn. Yeah. Really appreciate your time. Yes. Thank you so much for having me. <laughs> well, there's a lot. Uh huh. That, uh, like I said, that I mean, even in just what what little she shared, uh, there's so much of her life that we could touch on, and so. I guess, mm. as I always ask, you know, what would be one thing at least yeah. that kind of jumped out to you and made an impression on our uh, in our time with Carolyn? Mm. I I was really struck uh, the first time she told me this, and then hearing it again today, how much um, hate can grow and develop and fester and take that bitter root in our hearts over such a long period of time. And um, especially when it feels like it's um, like a righteous thing, like, like, hey, I've suffered a lot at yeah. the hands of, you know, whatever yeah. whatever it is that you're hating. And then um, how Jesus just, so sweetly spoke truth in that moment of like, no, you're not here to expect them to apologize to you. you what you are responsible for is your heart, mm. and your heart is not in a good place with me. You've yeah. held on to hate for image bearers, whether or not they were right in what they did, and how he woke Carolyn up to say that to her, and then— Wait, I Car thought it was Carolyn that—, that I meant, I meant God. Oh, God woke. Woke, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. God woke yes. Carolyn up and is like, "Hey, yes, yeah. you need to help Johnny get this." And yeah. then he's mm -hmm. like, "Yeah, no, I'm not. I'm not interested." Yeah. But then by the time that that Johnny woke up, he was he was like, "Okay, I," and I just love that that um, unification too in their marriage of of being able to say, "Hey, <laughs> God is sharing with me this thing. He wants." To take this burden of of this bitter root in your heart, and not only does he want to take that from you, but he wants you to be freed in that forgiveness and be able to offer that um, as this gift. And so, I that is just profound. Um, I've had some some situations in my life where I've had to forgive, and they've been harder things. And um, I know for me, the freedom I felt when I forgave in those moments. It was almost the same freedom I felt as the moment that I came into a relationship with Jesus. I felt renewed. Um, and so that's just really amazing to me, mm. um, especially given Johnny's experiences um, as a POW in Japan or in the Philippines during the war. So, yeah. Yeah, yeah I think for me, uh, kind of on a related note, just as a, a different uh, angle, um, just... Well, as we record this, it's just, uh, well, the day after um, Kyle taught out of Micah and mm. just kind of made the observation there that mm. in the most difficult things that we experience, yeah. that there is very often something that the Holy Spirit wants to use in that to shape us. Yeah. And, 
and and just so hearing about you know how God worked through these horrible situations yeah. in Carolyn's life, the various ones, you know, right. um, uh, I think is is encouraging to me. You know, as I mentioned, I'm a worrier, right? Um, and so I my and I have a fertile imagination, and so my mind is always wondering, well, what could happen to right. me? You know, right? And I'm only 43. I could experience a lot of the same things that Carolyn did at some point in my life. You know, right. I have no idea what's coming. And so I've been meditating on, um, I think it's 1 Corinthians 10, 13, just talking about how mm-hmm. uh, God will always provide with temptation that we experience. He yeah. will provide the way of escape. Right. And despair is, is a sin. Yeah. And so my fear is, could I go through something so horrible mm-hmm. that I would give in to despair but mm. there's a promise in scripture that with with all temptation god will provide the way of yeah. escape and so that that i've been meditating on and just hearing carolyn's story and then you know uh hearing what kyle brought out of micah on sunday right. it's, it's a it's a it's something that's you know god is just kind of working in different angles i think in me yeah. right now and just kind of a, affirming in my mind the truth that you know whatever we do go through, God is going to, uh, he's promised that he's going to meet us in that somehow, in some way, and provide us with an avenue that does not sink us into despair, but instead leads us into something that he has prepared for us, you know? No, it's such a, that's great, Peter. So good. And I think too, when you think about, I think an encouragement for listeners that are young is to not overlook someone that's older and mm. think that they have nothing that they can offer you or yeah. that would be relatable. Yeah. Um just just how excited Carolyn is to share herself mm-hmm. with with whoever she encounters is such a beautiful thing and there's so much to learn from the wisdom of life experience and especially the fact that she's been walking with Jesus since she was 8. I mean, we're looking at what 80 some years of following the Lord. That's yeah. that's amazing. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so um just an encouragement to young people, um it, just to look for those people and 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 maybe just go up and strike up a conversation because you're gonna learn some cool stuff. Yeah. yeah. Or at the very least, if you find yourself in a position where it would not be difficult to to listen or get yes. into a conversation with somebody. I think one of the hardest things because I'm such an introvert is mm. you know when someone is significantly older than me, yeah. I know that they've they in their most formative years have lived in a very different world than yes. I lived in. Yeah. And so the way they're going to talk, the way they're mm-hmm. going to express themselves is going to in some ways feel alien, but mm. but sitting with Carolyn and talking to her once you kind of just adjust to that, yep. uh, to the lingo being a little bit different, or the, the way of the mannerisms and ex- yeah. way of expressing, once you kind of, you know, th- those are just kind of like the surface aesthetics, and yep. then and then you hear about their life, yes, especially someone like Carolyn that's yeah. so uh, articulate and sharp, and uh, that was that was fantastic. Yes, <laughs> fantastic yes. to be able to to talk to her. So yes, I am in a privileged role at this church mm. to be able to talk to so many people that I otherwise would. Just like be hiding in my hermit hole and not uh, engaging yeah, we gotta, with. Got to get you out of that hermit hole. We do. Yeah. yeah. Thank yeah. you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Keep at it, I guess. <laughs> He's, he said in fear. Um, all right. Well, that's it for this episode of the Red Mountain Community Church podcast. You can follow Red Mountain Community Church on Instagram and Facebook, where you can also leave us comments and suggestions to help make the show better. Also, be sure to subscribe to this podcast wherever you are listening so you don't miss out 
on the next episode. In the meantime, I'm Peter Franson. And I'm Hallie Carl. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you on Sunday. 